Alrighty. Okay. So. Okay, so Basiat Rashmaya, we're going to begin. Thank you, everybody, for joining. Me and us, all of us, who are going to attempt to dive into a teaching from the Holy Bas Ayin, over Avram Dov, Berev Avrich, a Talmud of the Radichur, a Talmud of the Naim of the Melech, many of the Tzadikim, Tamidi Hamagid, who lived in Svat for the latter part of his life. Um, and this piece from the Bas Ayin not only talks about Parshas Bamidbar, it's based on Psukim in Parshas Bamidbar, but it's really a good hachana for Kabbalah Satira as well, which is why I chose this piece, not only because of Bamidbar, but here we are getting ready for Shavuos, amidst one of the most challenging periods of time that I can remember for a long time. And we've lived through quite the challenging period of time over the past year, um, but the past couple of weeks with Rahman al-Islam, the tragedy in Meiron, and what's going on here in Yerushalayim, and, uh, and in Eretz Yisrael is really not simple at all. And so it's sort of a struggle to remember that the world is falling apart around us, but inside, nothing stops. In terms of our own avoda, in terms of shvuah, shvuah is coming, and, and we have to do our achanas. And it's very difficult sometimes because we get distracted and we get lost among the experience of everything that's happening around us, but it's very, very important at the same time to at least for a couple of minutes, you know, a day, preferably more than that, to shut off, you know, everything that's going on around and to try still to focus on our avoda, be it davening, be it learning, and to continue to work on ourselves because that's the tachlis hachayim. We get so busy, worried about life that we forget, well, what, what are we worried about? For what? For what? What is the life that I'm worried about, right? Why am I here in the first place? And so I would think that it's very foolish for a person to get so caught up, worried about the circumstances of life, to the point that it obscures our involvement and engagement with the very essence of what life is all about in the first place. So that's just uh, a little bit of chizuk, you know, to, to, to keep us strong in the hachana. And that's what tonight's shir is also going to be a chilek of, to help us prepare for the Chag by learning about these ideas. Another feature of the Torah that we're going to learn tonight is the concept of bitachon. The concept of trusting in HaKadosh Baruch Hu, emuna bitachon, what place that has, at what stage that is, and Mesiyat uh, we're going to be able to, uh, to delve very deeply into the Tzaddik's teaching. So I'm going to share my screen in a minute. And we are going to, we're going to jump in. Okay, so here we see the Holy Bas Ayin, it's the first piece in, in Parshas Bamidbar. And the Tzaddik begins with the very first Pasuk in, in Parshas by Midbar, in Sefer by Midbar, by Yedaber Hashem al Moshe HaKadosh Baruch, who spoke to Moshe Rabbeinu by Midbar Sinai, by Midbar Sinai, in the Sinai Desert, by Oil Moed, in the Oil Moed, in the, the Tent of Meeting, by Echad Hasheni, on the first of the second month, and, and the Pasuk continues, on the second year from their having left Mitzrayim. That's the first part of that's the very first Pasuk of Sefer Bamidbar that goes on to describe how HaKadosh Baruch Hu commands Moshe to take a census of all of Am Yisrael. And the, latter, the, the larger part of, of Sefer Bamidbar is going through that census, right? All the different mishpachas, all the different positioning of the different parts of Am Yisrael in the Midbar, the different Degalim. And then at the very end, it speaks also about the... Um, it speaks also about some of the avodas of the Kohanim and what they had to do both when the, mid, when the Mishkan was functioning, when it was up, and more so when they had to take down the Mishkan and, uh, and, and travel with it, to travel on the Membez Masais to set it up in a different place. And so that's basically Parshas Bamidbar, but the Pasuk begins with this, the Parsha begins with this Pasuk. So he brings V'hikshah V'sefer Archaim V'seder Pasuk. He says that the Archaim already asked about the Seder of the Pasuk, why it's set up in the way that it is. Right? When, it's, when, when you find over here the reference to the place, you would assume that we would speak about Ba'oil Ma'id and then Bimidbar Sinai. You would speak first about the, uh, the, you know, the particular place in which this commandment or in which this conversation was being had between Akadish Baruch and Moshe, and then you speak about the larger the larger context. Why over here do we find that it's switched? And by the time, you find also that it's the opposite. Also, by the time, you find that first we begin with the day and then the larger context of right? in the second year that they left Mitzrayim, why does it go from Klal to Prat? And then in the time, it's from Prat 
Teklal Veteret Sham, and the Arachayim gives his answer, but says the Basayin so beautifully, Vigama ni enechalki. But he says, Enechanami, the Arachayim gave an answer, and I'm sure many of the Mepharshim deal with this, but I also want to give my chalik, and that's the beauty of Torah, and I bless us all that we should be able to find the courage to say, Vigama ni enechalki. You know, we spoke so often in the past about the Indian of, if you know Aleph, teach Aleph. You know, that this illusion that I'm going to be able to teach Torah, you know, when? When I, when I become a master of this and a master of that, that you're never going to master everything. The Torah is Rechava Mineyam, Lechol Tichla Reisi Kate, Salam HaMalach says, I saw an end to everything, but Rechava Mitzvah but your mitzvahs are endless, right? And so take whatever we know and to be able to share that to somebody else with confidence, to have clarity in what our chilek is, especially in this generation, is a very big thing. So I bless us that we should be able to also say that, right? That each and every one of us should also be Zocha to give our portion to contribute what we came to the world to contribute in, uh, in, in Torah scholarship. What it appears to me, the Seder HaPasuk, to understand the Seder of the Pasuk, what's the remez, what's the relevance to us in this Pasuk that describes HaKadosh Baruch Hu speaking to Moshe in Midbar Sinai, Ba'oyel Ma'ir, Be'echad Chaydesh Hasheni, in the first, on the first of the second month to the second year of Am Yisrael having left Mitzrayim. So the Tzaddik says like this, in Yaduah, he says it's known, that the very essence of our faith is the union of Emunah. Emunah is associated with Malchus. We're in the week of Malchus now. Malchus, of course, is the princess, the Bas Melech, the Bas Malka, Shabbos Malkasa, the name of our newsletter, Mechaz Hashem. Actually, tomorrow marks the first anniversary of LPI, believe it or not. One year ago, exactly one year ago is when we, we started and we sent out the very first message. What a year it's been. Ezer Hashem, I'm going to send something out about that tomorrow. But uh, Baruch Hashem, that's our newsletter, Shabbos Malchus. So Shabbos is Malchus, Shabbos is the Bas Melech. Shabbos is the union of Emuna. That the rest of the week, we could fall under the illusion of us having contributed to the process in the sense of us doing Hishtadlus. But on Shabbos, everything stops. And we realize that ultimately, essentially, we're always just resting all the time because things are happening on their own. Sheishas Yamim Te'asem Malacha, like the Levavitch Rebbe says, the Malacha is happening on its own in as much as we realize the message of Shabbos that everything's Hashem, as we're going to learn. But the Nakuda here is that the essence, the essence of Yiddishkeit is Malchus, is Emunah, the Indian of Tefillah, the Indian of David Hamela who constantly says about himself that I need tefillah. David's whole essence, like we've spoken also in the past, is the Bechina of tefillah. What's tefillah all about? Tefillah the anikiato. To feel like a pauper. To feel like I don't have. To feel like I need to rely on Hashem for everything, which of course we do. That's the essence of Yiddishkeit. That's the emuna that often gets lost. And the whole secret of, of what we're trying to accomplish here, our chevra, is to try to reclaim that, right? And to try to make that, again, on the platform where it belongs, on the pedestal, the center of our faith, of our Yiddishkeit. So he says the essence, v'sharish, right? Right? We're all familiar with the pasuk that says v'tzadik yichya. That the tzadik lives, thrives. His whole energy, his whole vitality, his whole chiyas comes from what? From his emuna. And it's not just emuna, which is more of an aspect of believing theologically, theoretically, to understand that there's a Hashem. But bitachon is emuna actualized. Bitachon means that it's so much I'm plugged into faith that I can actually act on that, that I can rely on that, right? To rely, to lean on our Kaddish Baruch Hu, so to speak. And that's the Bechina bitachon. It's emuna put into, put into action. Talk is cheap. Right, but to really rely on Hashem, that's the that's the nekuda bitachon. Like the pasuk says, betach Hashem, trust in Hashem, va'asei tov, and perform goodly actions. Shchan eretz, live in the land, urei emuna, and foster faith. That's a reference. Rabbi Nachman says to Eretz Yisrael, Eretz Yisrael is the land of faith. Kol adar ba'aretz daim kemishiyesh la'elokav. Here we see miracles, mamish daily. Right, the whole air is filled with faith. Even those that are the biggest heretics, quote unquote, but their hearts are filled with faith. A simple taxi driver, everybody knows. Right, the whole the whole land is saturated with emuna. Shchan eretz, urei emuna. But we see that the pasuk that makes reference to bitachon is connected to Emunah. These two are the foundational elements of Avodah Hashem. There's also a Pasuk in Tehillim, which the Tzadik doesn't bring, but it's very, very open, where David HaMelech literally says, V'chol mitzvesecha Emunah. Rebunish Lalem, all of your mitzvahs, the sum total of 613 mitzvahs, with millions upon millions of chiluki dinim and cases and circumstances and halachas, all of it, V'chol mitzvesecha Emunah. That's the essence of it.
What does bitachon and emuna lead to? Of course, emuna bitachon leads to simcha. The more a person, or let's put it this way, in direct proportion to the amount that we're able to give it up to Hakadosh Baruch Hu, like they say, let go, you know, uh, um, let go and let God, right? To let go and, and really put it on Hakadosh Baruch Hu, to cast our burden onto Hashem. That's exactly the proportion. That's exactly commensurately is how much we're going to have shalva, how much we're going to have peace when we don't feel as if the whole world's on our shoulders, and we're able to realize that not only is Hashem carrying the world, he's carrying us in the world. We're also, not just that we can leave everything to him, but still manage our own lives. HaKadosh Baruch Hu is carrying us. HaKadosh Baruch Hu is holding us. And in direct proportion to the amount that we're able to realize that and actually, actually act based on that, and that's the difficult part, so that's going to bring us to, to Amuna. These three things, Simcha, Bitachon, and Amuna. And the Pasuk says, Poi Eishev Ki Ivisiya. The Shechina says, Poi Eishev, this is where I Dwell. This is where I'll sit. Because this is where I desired. This is where my desire is. Of course, it's talking about the Makom HaMikdash, which, you know, after, after 2,000 years, is still the focal point of the entire world. What happens there sets off a chain of events that literally could bring the entire world into an upheaval. Everything, everything, everything is still, you know, in 2021, in the postmodern era, is still focused on this old, ancient mountain, this place called Harabais with the Evangelia. You can't get away from it. The whole world world is, mis- is, you know, sviv, this nikuda, this place. Po eshev, says the Shechina, this is where I want to be, ki And the tzaddikim say that eshev is reshetevis and muna simcha bitachon. Po eshev, ki When a person is able to live a life of emuna and bitachon, memela, it's going to bring about and foster a certain simcha, a certain simcha sachayim, a certain sort of like a lightweight, or what Rabbi Nachman calls erech not so heavy, not anger, not haron af, anxiety, stress, and we're living through very, very stressful times. But the ability to give that up to Hashem and say, Rabbi Shalom, what's it going to help? Tachlos, what's it going to help? I'm anyway not in control, so what does it help that I'm going to make myself crazy over it? I give it to you. You're running the world. I'm doing everything that I can do established, which we'll speak about, but after that, I'm giving it to you. That's going to create a chair, so to speak. That's going to create a merkava, a chariot for our Kaddish Baruch Hu to sit in our lives because Hashem's sitting is wrapped up into the word Eishev, and Eishev, like we said, is Rosh and Muna, Simcha, and Bitachon. Amnam, however, says the Basayin, Mitsuda Prusal Kolchai. There's nothing we can do, right? Some of the Chavar are still in yeshiva or young and, and in their parents' house, but it's going to hit you at some point, and it's hitting all of us. Parnasa matters, right? And this is a tremendous mitsuda. It's like a trap. It's like a curse, right? Because ultimately, this was the curse of Adam Rishon. It wasn't supposed to be that way. Before the Chet Adam Rishon, the Gemara describes there was bread growing on, growing on trees and everything was mamish. You know, all the malachim were preparing food for them. It wasn't supposed to be in such a way. But now, this is, you know, the, 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 the majority of a person's life is spent in the office or some form of the office, right? Thinking about Parnasa, which is a, a Pella, because ultimately it's a very secondary thing to our actual living. A person doesn't want to be defined by what they do. A person wants to be defined by what they are, right? What they're all about. What, what, what you didn't come to the world so that you should live so you can go to work and you go to work so you can make money so you can buy food so you can live so you can go to work it's an endless cycle that's what this is all about so it's a little bit of a tragic circumstance and reality that people are going to spend the majority of their lives trying to do something that's completely secondary which is why so much we need to have in mind the princess all the time so that even in our work we can make that princess oriented when that becomes a chair in and of itself and that becomes a merkava for the real us right and who we really are and what we're really about but that's a separate nakuda but the, but the Basayan says here that it's a mitsuda, it's a trap that's spread over all living beings who that a person needs to put bread on the table and this is a trap that a person is trapped in and he says over here that ultimately it's very possible for a person who feels trapped and feels under the net of that obligation which all of us do and all of us will it's possible for a person to then enter a state of trying to go ahead and to make parnasa in a way of tachbulas varamumias, in a way of all sorts of negative, not yashros strategies and tricks and, and, and different twisted ways that ultimately, because he's desperate, what can he do? But ultimately, that's not what a Kodesh Baruch Hu wants. The soiver, and ultimately, such a person's going to think, she'koichoi va'oitzem yadai tasalai. 
that what was it that enabled him to go ahead and make a paycheck at the end of the month or pay for his kid's tuition and so on and so forth was this, that he took control of his own circumstances and he went and manipulated some system or lied to somebody or stepped on another guy and if he hadn't done that, if he just you know, went along with the rest of the chevra, he believes that he would not be able to be in the financial secure, uh, financially secure situation that he's in. And so there's a certain feeling of in the sense that it was what I did, not just the person goes to the office, I worked, I make a paycheck. It's more than that. Because over here you have a person that's whole, that his whole parnasa is based on this whole twisted, you know, very conniving strategy that's focused in his own plans, not necessarily just sort of going with the general flow of things. So it's very easy for a person to fall into such an aspect. And such a person is not in the nekuda of bitachon umamin ba'ashem. You have to do ishtadlus, not speaking about that. Of course, ishtadlus needs to be done. But ishtadlus in normal measures. Not that a person should, in the name of ishtadlus, go ahead and twist things around in such a way that, uh, that, that there's no aspect of bitachon to say, Shalom, I'm doing what I'm called upon to do in a normal circumstance within the framework of society, etc. And I believe that you're going to give me my parnasa based in that. So if such a person is ena b'teach uman v'ashem, she'bevada yazman le'parnasasa who is the one who gives life? Is Hakadosh Baruch Hu says the Zohar Kadosh, the one who gives life. He'll give you mezaynes also. You don't find people starving in the streets, generally speaking, in our societies at least. Baruch Hashem, and that's a privilege, by the way, because there are places in the world where it's not so posh, and we have to be thankful for that. You know, we have to be thankful for that. But we don't find that even by the most, you know, the, the poor, the most, the poverty, Baruch Hashem, you don't find such a thing. People make it, right? There needs to be an aspect of trust in a Kaddish Baruch Hu to give it up to him, to do our hishtadlus in a normal, uh, you know, a norm, within a normal framework, but then to give it up to a Kaddish Baruch Hu. And the Balshem HaKaddish says something amazing based on this concept, that ultimately it's a trap, that ultimately it's secondary, it's bidiyevet, it's not the way that life was supposed to be lived. Life is not your job. Right? Life is not my work. Life, life is much broader. Life is much more core, is much more essential than that. So the Baal says this amazing thing based on what Chazal says, that a trap is spread over all the living. Prusa could mean a trap, but it could also mean reward. It could also mean schar. See, he says, you know what the Mitsuda is that's spread over all of mankind? Mitsuda Prusa. It's the Mitsuda of pras. It's the Mitsuda of, 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 of trying to make a paycheck. That's the Mitsuda that's spread over all of life. Mitsuda prusa. So again, this is very important because it's very delicate. Of course, now that, that, now that there's been a curse, and now that there is ksuba when a person gets married, and now that there is an akuda and an inyan of a Kaddish Baruch Hu wanting that a person should do maso matan be'emuna and should have confidence in the, in the manner in which he or she is able to, to support a family and contribute and so on and so forth, a person has to do ishtadlus. That's not the question. The question is getting so wrapped up in this anxiety and this concept of like what I need to do and how much I need to have and prepare for how many generations and so on and so forth that it doesn't leave any time for Abedus Hashem which ultimately is the whole purpose of the Parnas in the first place which is obviously you know a, a, a ridiculous thing that a person should spend his whole life devoted to something that's decidedly secondary and leave the uh, you know that which is primary that's the Baal Shem Tov Mitsuda Prusa Al when a person's going to look all the time with truth, and he's living in such a way of emuna, and he trusts in Hashem, that a Baruch Hu will help him, and a Baruch Hu will fill the vessels of his hishtadlus that's normal. Uh, you know, average level hishtadlus, and the person believes that the, that, the, that the whole work is only to make a little kli and to fulfill this and to do what he's supposed to do in a faithful way, but then he goes with emuna and he goes with bitachan. 
like the Pasuk tells us, right, that we believe that a Kaddish Baruch was going to open his hand and support all living beings and satisfy all of humankind. And he trusts in the essential kindness of Hashem. Outside of all of his own egoistic strategies. As I'm in Mela, he's going to clear his heart from all of his own personal shtick and all of his own personal trying to school the system. And he can walk in a way of, this also goes to what we spoke about last night, to go in a Tuesday night, to go in a way of total pshitas, to go in a way of simplicity, to do what we're called upon to do, but then to give up the rest to Hashem. And then to devote the remaining time that would have otherwise been swallowed up by his, you know, his, his, uh, his workaholic aspect of just you know, so fearful of how much we need to make and how much we need to prepare there were tzaddikim who mamish lived day to day. They literally, Rabbi Nachman has a story, right, about the simple person and about how he's so joyous all the time and the king is so jealous of it because he's so joyous and the king is so miserable. How does this person work? What was his derech hachayim? Okay, this is not necessarily recommended for us now, but to think that such a thing existed, he literally went out and he worked as much as he would need for his dinner, for his one meal a day. And he came home, and he had the money, he chopped down a couple of trees, he bought dinner, and he was besimcha with that. And then the next morning he went back to work, and he lived like that, mamish day to day. There are certainly people who live that way month to month, right? And certainly year to year, and so on and so forth. So there's, there's a certain tmimus in that. But to not allow the thing that's secondary to become the main thing. To know that we need to do hashtadlas, we need to devote ourselves to Parnasa and, and try in as much as we can within our own power, as we're going to see, that even, even the hashtadlas we do is all, is all Kaddish Baruch Hu. But, but, but to go ahead and to try, but not to allow that to negate any possibility for him to devote a large amount of time to the, to the essence of living, to why you're trying to make money so you can eat, so you can have health and have life for what? For what? What is that all a vessel for? What's the essence of it? So he says, that such a person should be able to devote himself to learning and that the Torah should shine upon him. That the Torah that we're about to receive again, as we come up to Shavuos next week, that the light of the Torah should shine upon him. That will enable him to walk from level to level. Until such a person can get to an exalted level where he's considered on the level mamish of a mishkan. That we can become the shechina, that godliness can dwell within us. And through the different aspects of the way that we interact with the world, with our koach of dibor, and our koach of shmiya, and our koach of, of, of touch, and our, with all the different aspects of the way that we can interact with the world, we can shine God's light into the world, mamish. That we can allow ourselves to become a vessel and a chariot for Hashem and to, and to, and to beam out the light, mamish, like the Beis HaMikdash, that the windows were narrow on the inside and very wide on the outside, so the light of the menorah could shine out and illuminate the entirety of the world. As the Basayan says, we've already spoken about previously. He says, this is what Chazal say. The Torah was only given to whom? To those that ate the man. What does that mean? Well, that's clear. We see that, right? That those Jews that stood by Matan Torah were completely sustained by the man, and the Torah came down to that generation. And we know that from the Psukim. What do Chazal mean to say, And what about to me and you? But the Torah is not coming down to every single generation. And so on and so forth. What does this mean? What, what do Chazal mean to tell us? Says the Basai in Perish, you know what it means to eat the man? Not just that literal generation that stood in the midbar that received the Torah and Harsinai. Because you and I could also eat the man. What does this mean to eat man? You know what the Eichle man had? You know how these people lived mamish with full consciousness that their very nutrition and what was keeping their bodies going was a Kaddish Baruch like the Pasik says, it isn't the bread that a person lives on. Right? It's the utterance of God. It's the chiyas. It's the life force. It's the letters inside the bread of, of Kedusha. It's the, it's the sparks of holiness within the bread and so on and so forth. But to realize that 
ultimately, essentially, everything is Hashem. We have to play our part. We're little puppets in this world, and the puppets work the opposite way. Not that the strings are being pulled and we just stay limp and allow ourselves to be moved, but the more that we're moving down here, the strings are affecting Shemayim and enabling tremendous hashpa to come down in exact accordance with how much we're going to be conscious of how this system works. That it's Hishtadlus, but ultimately Hishtadlus is only a vessel for HaKadosh Baruch Hu to come in and do the rest, and HaKadosh Baruch Hu doesn't really need our Hishtadlus, he can sustain us. That's called Eichle Man, and that's who the Torah is given to. If a person doesn't have an, an aspect where he's connected to Amuna in such a way where Hashem is real to him, and not only is it real in an intellectual or, or, or theological or philosophical standpoint or perspective, but Bitachon, Mamish, able to bring it into life, such a person is going to be able to be Mechabal the Torah. Such a person is going to be able to bring the Torah into his or her life and a portion, enough time to delve into the Torah, to delve into the mitzvahs, or to delve into chesed, or any of those aspects of Torah, avoid the that the world stands on. It doesn't say that the world stands on Parnassah and what's the world. No, Parnassah is supported, meaning the concept of why a person needs to make money to, in order to buy food, in order to live, and so on and so forth. The more that a person is able to tap into this aspect of emunah bitachon, not to be so busy all the time with, with anxiety and stressing out of the future, what's going to be, but simply to do what we need to do and then to give the rest to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, such a person can tap into the Torah because he simply on a time level has much more time in his day because he doesn't spend all the time fretting right, and worrying. So then the, the larger a portion of time is going to be able to be a portion to limunah Torah and to our engagement with Torah and mitzvahs. And so that's the Nakudi here. Who was the Torah given to? Not just to the generation of those who ate the man physically in the Midbar, but to all generations of those who are on the aspect of Eichleiman in the sense that they're cognizant that any of their parnasa that they're making is ultimately coming mamish mamish from Hashem. And he says, this is Pshat on the Pasuk, about that generation of the mom that left Mitzrayim with just the bread on their back, mamish that turned, the dough on their back that turned into matzah. HaKadosh Baruch Hu says, I remember the love of our youth. How you ran into the desert. It's in a place that you can't plant anything in. You didn't know what you were going to eat tomorrow. But you came after me. The whole Yiddishkeit is founded on this, that Am Yisrael had enough hope, had enough strength, had enough belief based on their faith and bitachon and Hashem that we left Mitzrayim and went out into the Midbar. Then we were able to journey to the Torah. Then we were able to journey to Sinai because the prerequisite for Matan Torah is necessarily this aspect of emunah and bitachon. To travel after Hashem into this place of Because they had emunah and Hashem. And they believed in him, they trusted in him. So he says, it's not that they were eating the man and therefore they were zochet to Amun and bitachon because that was their life. Because I'm sure if you and I would find man by our doorstep, it would also be very easy. But it wasn't that. They earned the man by virtue of their demonstration that they were essentially man people. Because they went out into the, into the desert not knowing that they were going to have the man. But they demonstrated to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, which was itself the actualization of what they later said, Nasev and Nishma, is also the same Nakuda. Nasev and Nishma. It was because of the aspect of Nasev, which was the aspect of Emunan Bitachon, Zacharte Lechesen Uraich, Aves Kululisayach, Lechtech Acharev Bamidbar Be'eretz Loizerua, that's Nasev, that Memele Nishma. So then they got the man because they were already on the level of man. Which means to say that you and I can also be Oichle Man irrespective of whether or not we actually have mud in our mailbox, which would be beautiful. And I bless it upon us, maybe soon, who knows, right? But that's not our reality, but we can still be called Eichle Mun because the Eichle Mun were Eichle Mun long before they ate the man, right? They were Eichle Mun in the sense that they went after HaKadosh Baruch into the desert. and Simcha. Right? Or, or rather, right? And that's why the man was given to them. We know that the clothing that they wore all the 40 years, can you imagine how much clothing did they have already? How much were they able to make you know, from, their, from, their, from their cattle and sheep? But ultimately, whatever little they had, it didn't wear. And their hearts were open to Avodah Hashem. What were they doing in the Midbar the whole day? What were they doing? They were learning. They were davening. They were serving Hashem on the deepest levels. They were they were they were and chesed and a true 
community, a true am, a nation. We don't have that so much today, unfortunately. It's getting stronger as we come closer to Geula, especially now when things like are going on in Eretz Yisrael and everyone should be safe. And this year should be as a schos for all those that are mamash living lives in untenable circumstances, in bomb shelters for days on end, with no school for the kids, and terrible terror and fear, and, and, and those that are sick should have, a, should, and those that are hurt should have a speedy refuah shalema. But, but, but a little bit of circumstance like this awakens that feeling of a, of a national spirit, whether it's in Eretz Yisrael or Bechlal, throughout the world, that every single member of Am Yisrael becomes bound to the essential nature. When, when one of us is under attack, all of us are under attack. It has nothing to do with the secular state. It has to to do with Yidin, because this has nothing to do with the state. It has to do with Jews. And the same Hebra that are throwing, you know, shooting rockets into Israel would do the same if it wasn't, you know, in Eretz Yisrael, if it was a Jewish state somewhere else, because it's a Jewish Indian, which is why Jews throughout the world, whether or not you believe in the state, whether or not you believe, you know, whatever your Ashkafa is regarding the state of Israel makes no difference. Am Yisrael is in pain, right? And so you better feel that. And and, and, and your heart should, should, should mamish be open to the Tsar of fellow Yidin, irrespective of one's own Hashkafic approach, you know, to the general state of Israel. But there's a, there's a national sense that has nothing to do with the government of Israel. It has to do very much with Eretz Yisrael, with our Tzainu HaKadosha, with our national homeland that all of us, yes, this is our national homeland. This is where we're headed by hook or by crook. It should happen sooner than later. But over there, they were living in such a place where there was Torah, there was Avoida, there was Gemilas Chassad, and they lived as a nation with the Gullim. They worked like a well-oiled machine. Every Chalik had their job. Ah, and they were able to devote themselves to that because they were eating the man, and because their clothing didn't wear, and because it just passed through them. They didn't even, they, right? They, 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 everything, they didn't become sick. It didn't hurt their stomachs. On the contrary, it was healing them all the time. What was that all founded on? They have to know what came first and what came second. It isn't as if HaKadosh Baruch Hu showered them with man and said, Chavra, come into the Midbar. More of the, you know, there, there's, more, there's more of that when you get there. It's not what happened. The first thing is we went into the Midbar. After that, because we demonstrated our emunah and bitachin and Hashem, we were zochet to the man. And so this is something that we can do as well. And the Torah is given to a generation or to an individual who is a vachin of oichle man. That's the prerequisite. That's mamash the prerequisite here. Okay, so and that's why the Torah was given to them. But there's another level. Afterwards, when a person goes ahead and attains the Torah, a person becomes elevated beyond words and beyond understanding how a person becomes transformed through Limana Torah and through engagement with Hashem that comes through the means of the Torah, elevated to such a level, to such a madrega. Then, there's no aspect anymore of bitachon to say, I'm going to take action and rely on Hashem to go ahead and to fill the vessels that I'm doing. Because that still implies that there's a me and there's a Hashem. But on the higher level of a person whose consciousness is elevated to the point that he really lives, shivisi Hashem l'nai which was what the Baal Shem Tov wanted of us, or at least the aspect of enoid malvada, right? These different these different psukim, these different approaches to life that is a very high level of consciousness. It's easy, again, to say it, but to live with it, to really live with it. So when a person gets to such a level, there's no more bitachon in the sense that I'm doing hishtadlos. I'm doing hishtadlos and relying on Hashem. Everything is Hashem's. It's ultimately a lower level, right? It's a very high level for most of us, right? At least for me, it could speak for me. It's a very high level. I'm trying to get there. But but for those that are on the level where they transcend, and once they have as access to the Torah in such a deep way, they leave bitachon behind. This is what Hakadosh Baruch Hu said to Moshe before Hakadosh Baruch Hu spoke to him by the burning bush. Take off your Na'alayim. Take off your shoes. What's the Indian of shoes? He says, Bitachon is called shoes. Because the Pasuk says, HaGadosh Baruch Hu says, How sweet are your footsteps. This goes back, by the way, many Mepharshim learned to this Pasuk that we quoted before. Which footsteps? The footsteps take, that Am Yisrael took out of Mitzrayim into a Eretz Loizarua, into the Midbar. That's the beauty of Pamayich Ban Na'alim, the shoes that Am Yisrael walk after Hashem with is the aspect of bitachon. 
what does Hashem say to Moshe Rabbeinu? Shalna alecha mi'areglecha. Moshe Rabbeinu, you're getting to the level where Mamash, you're going to speak panam upon him to Hashem by the snare. Shalna alecha. Leave the mayafu pamayach bana olim on the side. Take off the midah bitachon. It's like, you know, a rocket ship that's shot into the air. It needs boosters first. Then it gets into the place where it's beyond the orbit. Everything falls away, right? Because you don't need the boosters anymore. And Moshe, you know, you take off the training wheels. Moshe got to a level where the training wheels were taken off. Because ultimately, even bitachon is a lower level, clapping the higher levels of complete, complete bittel to Hashem. But however, even though the aspect of bitachon is a lower level, it's impossible to get to any higher level, all of which, all the higher levels of which come through Lima Nataira, if a person is not going to take this aspect of bitachon and start with that, to really believe and to take action based on that faith. Bitachon also means confidence, security, a sense of, a sense of strength. A sense of confidence in our mission. It doesn't only mean to go ahead and to believe that a Kaddish Baruch is going to help us and so on and so forth, but to, but to act based on the confidence of knowing Hashem put me in the world to do something special and it goes for each and every one of us. And a Kaddish Baruch expects of us to hold tight to Him, stand up strong, not for us, for Him, and to go out into the world. It goes back to what the Ayin said all the way in the beginning, right? What do we say? That's bitachon in and of itself. That takes bitachon. That takes a bitachon rooted in a Kaddish Baruch Hu to know that Hashem wants something of me. And Hashem believes in me to act on that. That gives the person time and yishavadas and simcha and the openness to really delve into the Torah in a very deep way. Memela, that's going to bring a person to a higher level where bitachon, those you know, accompanying rockets, they fall away and the spaceship is out in orbit, mamish, in orbit. Or it's not even its own energy, it's just drawn into the orbit of Kutchabrichu Shrimte. So he says that's the Bukhina of Emuna. That's the aspect of Emuna. That's Madriga Tahtaina. The Yashalavila Madriga Yana but you need that in order to get to the Livan Atar, which will bring a person to the higher level. A person needs to always focus on the tremendous kindness of Hashem. That a person should understand this we have to do because HaKadosh Baruch Hu wants us to do it because and because there's an aspect of Bechira in this world and HaKadosh Baruch Hu didn't want to reveal himself as he will hopefully very soon. But Hashem wanted that we should play our part and earn and so on and so forth. That's the Bechina of Ishtadlis. But to believe ultimately that our gain financially has zero to do with our Ishtadlis. There's a famous graphic that goes around the illustration of a person fishing, right? And he has his bucket behind him and he's sitting on a sort of bridge. And all the fish are jumping into the bucket behind him. So he's fishing in one area. That's his Ishtadlis. And behind him, the fish are just jumping into the bucket. That's mamish how it is. That's mamish. I can tell you so many times that I thought with a Tachbula, maybe this way, maybe that way. And, and, and came from, from, from completely different area. You know, and I'm sure so many of us have experienced such a thing. It has nothing to do. We have to do our shtablos. That's a chayk. That's the nekuda of That's expected of us. But then to believe still that everything, everything is Hashem. There was a aid, there was a mist that rose from the ground. So an amazing thing is that man is working the field, but ultimately man is supposed to go ahead and to work. But there's an aid. Ultimately there's this mist without which I'm sure, you know, ge- uh, um, geologically I guess, or uh, how do you call plant studies, I don't know, but, but the plant life people would, under, would, would, would surely admit, right, that far beyond the avoda of a farmer that goes into cultivating, we're going to Shemitah year now, but in a regular year, this that a farmer goes ahead and prepares everything and all the different avodas to prepare the ground, far more than that, far more than that, is the natural processes that have nothing to do with man. That has to do with photosynthesis and the sun and, and condensation and the rain and the whole process and, and what he's referring to here, which is the dew and so much of what the farmer puts in and he puts in azayrim bedima, but barina yiksayru. You know what rina is? Rina is associated with simcha. You know what simcha is? Pa'eshev kivisiya. Emuna, simcha, bitachon. Bitachon, emuna, simcha. All these three things are bound together. That means a person who's azayrim bedima, but he knows that the zriya that he's doing is only one tiny chalik 
ultimately the third partner in the zriah of a human being, right, is a Kaddish Baruch Hu, without whom none of our efforts make a, di- make a dent or make a difference. Even with all of the time and all the energy that we put into it, says the Degel, you did nothing to create the dew that helps cultivate your plants or the rain that's going to fall or the sun that's going to shine. You do your Indian, but HaKadosh Baruch Hu is doing his and he's carrying your Indian and he's making it possible. And HaKadosh Baruch Hu is the one that's really ultimately doing the bulk of the work. So how foolish is it that we think that it's our own it's our own what's your koach coming from? Your whole koach is coming from a Kaddish Baruch who's giving you life every second. So Nimsa, we didn't, we didn't do anything. Even our shtadlis we didn't do. The piece that Sarab explains without getting to the whole thing now but the, but the Ish Kodesh explains that the whole essence of Hasidus came to reveal to the world that it's not simply there's a physical world that's filled with spirituality but even the kalim aruchni. That was the Baal Shem Tov's Giloy. That was the final revelation. The understanding that it's not simply that there's Heshtadlis that's real, and then Heshtadlis becomes a vessel for the Shefa of Hashem. But even the Heshtadlis, even the Kalim of the physical hands that do the labor is them, is, is, are themselves Ruchni. That's, that's the Giloy of, 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 of Hasidus, right? That's the final revelation. That the whole world very soon will be absolutely filled with a complete, complete revelation of God with no partitions and no barriers in between. Complete, complete. Like it says by the Menorah. So he says over here that this Anon didn't come from human beings. It came from HaKadosh Baruch Hu. That's what's watering all the ground, which is reference to Parnassah that we do, but the bulk of it is coming from Hashem. That utilized the Torah to get to such a lofty level. He already utilized Bitachon to access Torah, to then go ahead into this place of orbit. Hashem is carrying us. We don't have his status. We don't, there's nothing but him. Amar Lois, HaKadosh Baruch Hu told him, HaKadosh Baruch Hu told him, Shalna Alecha. Remove your na'olim. Remove your shoes. What shoes? The reference to Am Yisrael's bitachon in HaKadosh Baruch Hu. So Hashem says, right now, you're beyond the level of bitachon. Because you're not anymore in the mind space, like we mentioned before, of hishtadlos. And then the hishtadlos becomes a kli. And then shefa comes down. You're beyond that. Enoid movadi. You're living on the level of enoid movadi. Mamish. It's like, and that's why shoes are the lowest part of the body, right? The lowest, on the, on, the, on the very, very end, on the bottom, what we step on is the lowest madriga of the Adam because that's bitachon, which is ultimately a madriga katana, klape the bigger, in relation to the bigger madriga. And this is what a Kaddish Baruch Hu says to Moshe before Kabbalah Satayr, Hini anoichi bo'i lecha. Behold, I am approaching to you, appearing to you, in the darkness of the, in the thickness of the cloud. So that the nation should hear when I speak to you. Perish. What does this mean? Says Hashem, I'm going to come down into your life. So HaKadosh Baruch Hu wants Am Yisrael to know that anytime there's an Anon, anytime there's a cloud, a cloud which is that is ultimately the process of rain, the natural process, that even after all the avoda of the farmer, ultimately it's the natural processes that are taken that to fruition, that's the cloud, is ultimately Av HaAnon. Av is gematria, says the Bas Ayin, av is gematria chesed. Umazra ischa bachinas av anon merames, abachinas chesed gematria ayin base. Ayin base is also the shame ayin base, also gematria chesed. Chesed. For anon, merames gamkin abachinas chesed, kniskala el. It's the teva that we think either that we did, right, we could fall under an illusion, or even to say that, oh, it's a natural process that's helping, but no, it's all a Baruch Hu. So a person has to understand that this is the nakud of av anon that all the anon, all the clouds in our lives, all the processes that make it possible for us to do hishtadlos, and certainly the shefa that fills the kalim of our hishtadlos, it's av, it's all ayin beis, it's all chesed, av ha'anon. Everything, everything is chesed, 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 everything is chesed. Not based on our own hishtadlos. 
This brings us to the Bechina of Emunah Bitachon. Everything that's happening in the world, by the way, this doesn't mean that everything's going to be peaches. It doesn't mean that everything's going to be nice. It doesn't mean that things are going to go well from our perception of how life should look, that we don't want to be running to bomb shelters every minute, that we don't want Israel to be heading into an imminent war, that we don't know what's going to happen with the world crumbling around us, both in America, around the world. There's never been Kemat, a more volatile circumstance as we are in right now. Just, it's a tinderbox. One thing, we don't know what's going to be. But, and Rahman al-Tiftah we don't know how things are going to look. That's what the Vavit Rebbe would always bless all of his chassidim, that he, they should be zeichet to the toiv ha-nirva ha-niglis, that they should be zeichet to tov, to goodness that's revealed. But that doesn't, that doesn't mean to say that all of everything else that happens, HaKadosh Baruch Hu is running this ship. HaKadosh Baruch Hu is running the show. He's been running it for, for close to 6,000 years, or uh, for close to 7,000 years, six and some thousand years already. HaKadosh Baruch Hu is taking this where it needs to go. He has a plan. Netzach Yisrael Yishakir. We will be around to see this thing through to the finish line. Does that mean that every individual will? We should all be good, safe, happy, healthy. Every member of Ami Yisrael should live to 120 in good, in good health and happiness. Am Yisrael will survive. Am Yisrael Chai. Doesn't say every individual of Am Yisrael Chai. Am Yisrael Chai. We will make it. This is our story. This is our Sipur. When things like this happen and we find ourselves again in the crosshairs of the nations of the world, Mamish, there should be a certain sense in addition to the Pachad, in addition to the davening and the extra Telem and so on and so forth. There's a certain natural feeling in the sense that this is our story. This is our legacy. This is what our grandparents, great-grandparents in Kemat, every single generation, certainly in Galos, went through. And this is our story. It's almost awkward if we didn't, if we weren't in these situations. This is our Sipur. And to stand up with Bitakal, with pride, to know that we have a father, an Avarachamon, who's running this show, who's carrying us. That's a very powerful thing. That's a very, very powerful thing. That's Av Anan. Anan could also mean a darkness, a cloud, like Rabbi describes in Tarakuf Tesvav. It could mean a, a darkness. Even the Anan that looks like a darkness is Av Anan. It's I, Av is, is, is Ayin Bezis Chesed. Ki Gavar all the Gvur that looks like is happening in the world all around us, Chazda. It's a Chesed. But he says, That Moshe we already said, He didn't have that anymore because he transcended it. That's why there's a reference here to the nation. Because Moshe Rabbeinu Mitzad Atzmoy didn't need this aspect of Bitachon anymore, Av Anan. He was beyond that. He didn't even see an Anan. He saw only HaKadosh Baruch Hu. So Hashem clarified, why do you need to go ahead and to bring about this Bechina of Av Anan? That's for the Am. That's for the, nation of the, uh, uh, that's for the nation of Am Yisrael. Not for you, Moshe, because Moshe already had transcended that Bechina. That's for the nation of, of, of Am Yisrael. That you should teach the nation of Am Yisrael how to go ahead and to tap into the Bechina of Av Anon, to the Chesed in all the natural circumstances that we believe are being mashlim our own established to understand that it's all Hashem. So they should be Zaycha to get to the level of Torah. And this is exactly what Am Yisrael did. And here we come, Mamish, a couple of days leading up to Shavuos, doing our and this is very much part and parcel of it. And I thank each and every one of you for being a part of this, not only this year, but Bechlalius, for being part of my little community, our little community, our little family, LPI. Mamas, we're coming up, like I mentioned already. Not coming up. Tomorrow is a full year already. So I thank you so much. So many of you have been Mamish with us from the very beginning. And uh, it's been such a journey. It's been such a... Such a chizik that there are people literally all over the world from every background, every age, every circumstance, every, every, every place physically joining together to one hashkafa, joining together to understand that there's something we need to reclaim. That's something so powerful and it means so much to me that I'm not alone on this often lonely path, the, uh, the Gesher Tsar Ma'od, that I know that it's not so narrow if all of you are with me, right? And, and, and if all of us are together with each other, by virtue of us being together, we widen it because the bridge widens in accordance with how many people walk it. So the more of us together, the, the, the more and more the bridge is widening and it's more of a derech kvushal arabim and it's happening in the world. It's remarkable to be a part of. So, uh, so thank you so much for that. But this is the Achana that we're doing. What is the Achana for Shavuos? This. 
emunah and bitachon. This situation that we're in right now, whether we're in Eretz Yisrael, whether we're up north, whether we're down south, whether in Yerushalayim in the center, in Yerushalayim the center of the world, whether we're anywhere else in the world and feeling fragile, feeling the fragility of the situation and the way in which it's so volatile and anything could shift and change and it's, it's a pachar, pachar pachadim. This is our hachanah for shvuas for Kabbalah Satayr. Not just for this year, but in our lives, anytime we're going to open a sefer, it begins with Aleph Beis, Emunah Bitachem. That's the Aleph Beis of Yiddishkeit. Aleph Beis. That's the Aleph Beis. Mamish. And it's possible to suggest that also, Shas, you know, every, every Masefta starts on Dav Beis. Dav Aleph is Emunah. Dav Aleph is Emunah. That's the prerequisite. The prerequisite for Kabbalah Satara is Emunah. Is Av Ha'anam. And Hashem is challenging us now. HaKadosh Baruch Hu is going to give us the Torah now. We should be zechah to the Torah da'atika stima. We should be zechah to the utmost, deepest revelation of Torah that's going to make the rest of the Torah look like uh, the, the dregs, you know, to, to reveal the essence of Torah, the spiritual source of the Torah with the coming of Mashiach, the Shavuos, Be'ezer Hashem. But leading up to it, HaKadosh Baruch Hu says, I'm going to give you a challenge in Isayon. Will you hold on to me when things aren't so, uh, everything's nice and it's so easy. But what about Be'emunas Chabalelois? What about Emunas Chabalelis? That is the stage that a Kaddish Baruch Hu has set for us that we should be zaychet to really hold on tight in this time to Emuna and Bitachon so that we can come into Shavuos with our preparation to say, Rabbi Shalom, I'm ready to receive the Torah and to really live it, to devote my life to it. That it should be the essence, the center point, the Yerushalayim of my life. So this was the essence. Right, so the Chena Asi Yisrael V'schazku but the first thing is Pesach. Like we said, the first thing is going out into the midbar lechtech achram midbar be'eretz lo yizaruah with the door on our backs. That's the bechina matzah. That's that's Pesach. They already tasted the man in the matzah because the matzah and man were one and the same. It was the vessel for their bitachon. Until they entered into such a life of saying that the essence is the princess, is Malchus, is Emunah, is Yerushamayim, is Tfilah, is Spodidos, is Simcha, and so on and so forth. To hold on to that and realize that that's the core of my life, that's why I'm here. To the point that they were able to then go ahead and receive the Torah on our Sinai. The Kiblos HaTorah or Al Har Sinai. To receive the, the Torah or the light of the Torah in our Sinai. Until they got to such a level. Where they were absolutely cleansed. And they became mamish themselves into the aspect of Mishkan Oyal Moed. And Akkadosh Baruch Hu rested on us. This was the trajectory. It began with a show of Emunah Bitachon, the Bechina of then we got to our Sinai, we were Mechabal the Torah into the vessel of our having prepared for it. And then we got to Mishkan. And we became the Mishkan. Because we transcended the level of Bitachon and we got to the place of Ein Oi Milvada. Shalna Alecha Mi Alreglecha. But again, the main thing is the emuna and the bitachon. And that's where Kedusha is hidden. Listen to this remez. It's phenomenal. This is hinted to in the word batach, which means bitachon in and of itself. Why? Because if you open up the word bitachon, we know that every letter is also a word. So the letter bays is a letter, but it also is a word. Bayis, bays, bays yud taf. You can spell out the letter bays as it's pronounced. Ches, or, or rather tes, and ches. All of these letters you can open up. Umilui shall call ois hu yud taf. Each and every letter in the word batach has a miloi of yud taf. The base is spelled Beis Yutav. The Tess is spelled Tess Yutav. And the Ches is spelled Ches Yutav. The gematria of Yutav, 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 which is the milui of these three, is gematria Kadesh. It's gematria holy. The milui of the word Batach, Bitachon, is gematria Kadesh. Because the way in which we're going to be able to transcend, Kedusha means to transcend, that which is above, that which is removed, that which is beyond, that which is Muktash, in order to get there, it starts with bitachon. And then once we have the base, tes, ches, batach, we can go beyond that into the yud taf, yud taf, yud taf, gematria kodesh. Masha'in kemishar kol oisius me aleph base. He says there's not one other letter of the aleph base that has the milu yud taf. It's only these three. 
Gematria Kaddish. Be'alzenikr bitachon bechinas kisui. Bitachon in this sense is considered a kisui, a covering. Bimenishu kisui v'nartik lebechinas kedusha. Because again, it's the first level. So it, even bitachon, which is a very high madriga, right? Halavai, halavai abeinini. You know, like they say in Chabad. Halavai, we should get to the level of bitachon. But ultimately, klape, the higher madriga of Moshe Rabbeinu, it's still a covering because it covers over. That's why based tes ches. Betach is hiding the Yutaf, 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 which is the Kedusha beyond the Midah of Bitach. You have to first come to the covering, and then you can open the covering and go beyond. But the first thing is Daf Aleph, is Emuna. And the Aleph Beis of Yiddishkeit, Emuna Bitach, and Jebuchinas Bitach. Okay, with this, we'll come to an end with the last five minutes. And again, thank you so much for joining each and every one of you. I cannot express to you how much it means to me. It's mamish, a, a privilege and a gift, the sweetest moments in my life to be able to learn Torah with you. So here we come to the end. Toward the end of Parashas Bamidbar. It's charged the obligation of overseeing the oil moed on the Bnei Kahas. When they took down the Mishkan, they had to cover all of the different things. They had to arrange all the beams that they had deconstructed and cover it over. So that nobody should come and see the Mishkan as it looks when it's, de- when it's deconstructed. They had to cover the whole thing over. Perish. He says, what does this mean? This is a reference to every single human human being, every single Jew throughout time is going to be involved in this avoda of oil moed kodesh kodashin. Perish. To make themselves into an oil moed. People that are involved in this holy work. Those people that are always going from level to level, from the level of which is Mitzrayim, which is Pesach, to the level of Shavuos, which is the Bechina of Kabbalah Satara and beyond, which is ultimately the level of the Sukkot. Right, because Sukkot is the Nakuda Mamish, Diras Ara, you go out into the street, you mafkir yourself, you say, Rabbanu Shalom, there's no such thing as a Diras Keva in this world. The whole world is not a Diras Keva, everything is you, only you, only you, only you. That's the, that's the, that's the trajectory. It starts with Pesach, Pesach is a preparation for Shavuos, and then Shavuos, Mamish, gives us the ability to go to Sukkot. Sukkot is the pinnacle. Sukkot is Das, Pesach is Chachma, Shavuos is Bina, Pe- and, 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 and Sukkot is Das. But those that are involved in this, going from level to level, the first thing is, we got to talk to you about coverings. So we have to talk to you about the Mida Bitachin. That's the first level. Because Madregas, I'm sorry, back a line. Once we tell you about the kisoi that they have to cover it over, we could say the samu badav. You can arrange the badav, which is the beams of the mishkan. Why badav? What's that a reference to? The word badav is a reference to different levels that you're going to proceed on once you deal with bitachon, which is the kisoi. The base tes ches, which is the outside of the yutaf, 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 which is kedusha, the ultimate goal, which is sukkis. But the Indian of badav is madrigas. How do we know? Shamadrigas nikra im badim, b'shem badim. bad bebadi about the kitaires. We talk about how it needs to be equal measures, right? And so bad can be a reference to a madriga. It should be leveled out. So v'samu badav means once you deal with the Indian of kisoy, which is the Indian of bitachon, then v'samu badav. Then you can start to engage with madrigas and go from level to level like Moshe Rabbeinu all of a sudden. That's the Bechina, Pesach, Shavuos, and Sukkot. And the Torah is going to bring tremendous illumination into our lives. We become totally pure, totally refined. Then you come into the level of oil moed. However, and this is the key, but a person should know very, very strongly you can't simply jump into the level of Kedusha. I don't need to do Ishtadlos. Everything is Hashem. You can't, right? If it's not MS, if it's not rooted in the truth of where a person is holding, it has to start first. 
can't jump to a very high level without the Hachana first. And that's what the Pasuk finishes up. The last Pasuk in Parshas Bamidbar. Don't think that you're going to see the Mishkan without the Kisoy, without the prerequisite of Bitachon, because that's going to lead to Misa, maybe even physically. If the improper Ishtadlos, Ishtadlos is not done, could lead to Bechina Misa. So it has to start with the Kisoy. Then Bad Bad, which is the Bechina Madriga, is the aspect of going from level to level within the Bitachon, and so on and so forth. And then a person can get to Kedusha, which is beyond base, test, ches. But before that, it could bring to a matzav of Misa, psychologically, emotionally, and so on and so forth. It has to go in the proper darga to darga, always, always in a measured way. Like Rabbi Nachman says so often, alti and nivhal. A person shouldn't be bewildered in what is Hashem. We go in a measured fashion, calmly, and, 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 uh, and in, a, in a very collected way. So here we come to the end. With this, we can understand the Pasuk with which we began. These words, Midbar Sinai, is a reference to the Midah Bitachon because Hashem said, The whole aspect of their being in the desert in the first place was an expression of their Amunah. And Bitachon, says a Kodesh Baruch if you can get into the aspect of Midbar, the Bechina Bitachan and Emuna, that could lead to Oil Moyed, to that place of Kedusha. Perish and now see Yisrael ba'atzma b'chinas oil moy. They themselves, each and every one of us, will become a vessel for the shchina kedusha. Umafarish apostik oid yosev ha'amar be'echad l'chodesh hasheni. Perish me'ayin ha'yulahem koyach zel love l'bechinas oil moy. Where will they have this strength from? Ba'markasiv, you know from where? Be'echad l'chodesh hasheni. The first of the second month. Perish. This is a reference. Min haman to the man shenitol nam chodesh hasheni, which we know came down to Am Yisrael in the second month, and so it's mirishan from the from the very first from the essence from the Rish of the second month in which the month fell that's going to give them the, the, the aspect and the strength to reach the level of oil moye the Bechina of Midbar Sinai the Bechina of Bitachon that enabled Am Yisrael to be able to receive the man but it started with their own Amunu Bitachon first the Aleph base of Yiddishkeit Daf Aleph started with Amunah and I guess that's the aspect of right of Echod Lachodesh because it was it was Echod. They, they were able to go ahead and to believe in Hashem Echod Ushmay Echod through their aspect of the second month, which was which was the man that came down to them because of the Bukhina Midbar Sinai, because Lechtik Akhraba Midbar, my Yafu Pamaikbana Olin. Because they had a moon and bitachan. That oneness of Hashem. And that's the Echad Lachoydesh. Vahideza Hukama Mishkan. From what? Ultimately, Bishana Hashenis, let's say some Eretz Mitzrayim. Umrumas Ba'amr, let's say some Eretz Mitzrayim. Lufisha Kol Bechina Zu, Balahem Bachanam, the Eretz Mitzrayim. What's the beginning of this process that ultimately leads us to Sukkis? It starts with Yitzhak Mitzrayim. Yitzhak Mitzrayim, Chachma is first, and Munabitachim. Kabbalah Satayra comes through that prerequisite, which is Shavuos, and then we're able to bring this baby home all the way down to Sukkot, where we're able to mamish put it into practice. That's what Das is. Das brings what we know intellectually into actuality, the way that we're able to really live our lives. So, but it all goes back to what? It all goes back to Shana Shainis, let's say some Eretz Mitzrayim. Levishakol b'china zu balahem ba'achana, me Eretz Mitzrayim, shiyatsu ba'amuna k'nizka la'el v'holchu ba'ad b'ba'ad, and it went slowly but surely, mimadrega l'madrega, and then they were able to go into Sukkot, which is the pinnacle of Yiddishkeit. And so I bless us, Be'ezer Hashem, that we should mamish only hear good news. Like I mentioned again and again, we're living in a very, very, very difficult time. And we need a tremendous amount of tefillah. We need a tremendous amount of noisa ba'ol. Tremendous amount of feeling the pain of our brethren and to do anything that we can as a schus and to have it on our minds. We can't just live life like normal. We're not living in a normal time. But we should only hear good news and we should be able to be omid in the nisayon, ultimately of amunu bitachon, in such a way that can bring us to a shvuas, not in the midst of a, of a war, but in the midst of a, of, of a resolved situation, not just to go back to a, a normal status quo, but even a higher, higher place where we can mamish enjoy shvuas without any daiga, without any 
worry, without any pain. And a, and a matzah of tchias hamesim, and a matzah of Mashiach, and a matzah of the gilui tarda and walk into it with the prerequisite of having, having weathered this storm with our strength being very, very firmly rooted in bitachon, in emuna, in the bechina of trusting that HaKadosh Baruch Hu knows what he's doing and he's carrying us and, uh, and we should all be able to really let go and let God in that way. Okay, so thank you so, so much for joining. I really do appreciate it. Yeah, Ami, um, if you have a question, we have some time. Yes, comment. Um, sure. I was thinking with Wash Princess um, uh, really this, but the, the idea about all or nothing, that like we shouldn't get stuck up a journey about um, uh, like the be- holding on to bitachon, like, you know, not uh, like the falling asleep or having aspas absolutely uh, to hold on to the journey and that's what it's all about that's mamash what it's all about yeah you know because in the context of the story it's very much the viceroy's own choices but over here what we're living with is something that's completely out out of our you know but but can still throw us completely out of whack you know and so we have to mamash hold strong we have to hold strong you know hold strong to that Indian of we're, we're working for Hashem and we're in it for him you know, and, uh, and, and that's it. So we should be zeichet to really use our lives the way, that, the way that our lives are supposed to be used. And it makes no difference what circumstances are surrounding us. Let that not knock us off or what the essence of why we're here, whether it's Parnassah or anything else. Let us not lose the princess or let us at least attempt to reclaim her. What's the essence of Yiddishkeit? What is this thing all about? I bless us with a lot of success, Bezer Hashem. Continued Hatzlacha. Thank you so much for being a part of LPI. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. As we come, Bezer Hashem, stand on the threshold of a second year. We have a tremendous amount planned, Bezer Hashem, for the coming year. A lot of exciting things. And uh, I couldn't do it without all of you. So thank you so, so much for giving me chizek and for being a part of it. We should only hear good news, Bezer Hashem. Thank you so, so much, everyone, for joining. Wishing everyone a beautiful lichtige shvuas. Mamash a shvuas full of simcha and, uh, and only good news. Okay, thank you so much. Good Shabbos, good Shabbos. Thank you, Chevra. Shabbos.